And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. Coming off the Top of the Cage, it is the Top of the Cage podcast. I am Bill joined always by my tag team partner my wrestling confidant justin juice what's up what's up everybody juice is here and we got another uh, interview episode for you but before that um i just want to thank we we want to Rich Palladino, the voice of New England um, and the voice of Beyond Wrestling, IWTV, he was gracious enough to do our intro, so that's who you're hearing there, and he did a fantastic job, and just shout out the Rich, Rich, you're the goat, thank you, sir. Agreed, yes, so if you guys are curious why our intro has changed, uh, like Gia said. We just want to thank Rich so much for doing that. He is now also the voice, or well, the beginning voice, at least, of Top of the Cage. Tonight, the voice also belongs to one of the youngest wrestlers that we've had the opportunity to talk to. Somebody who, if and when Young Stud Spotlight comes back, uh, should definitely be on it. And that is Shannon Lavangie. I couldn't believe it. When I know we didn't talk about it on the actual interview itself, but she is only 19 years old and has made quite the impact across not only chaotic, but the New England indie scene in general. Yeah, it's crazy that uh, the amount of young, young talent, especially in the women's division that's out there, just at any level, like uh, Shannon, I think Shannon's going to do great things. Like she's really talented. And then you see people that are in a big, little more well known, like Sky Blues, Roxy's. And Cora Jades, they're also very young, very talented. And honestly, I mean, I think she can, she has a potential just like them to do really great things. Like she's been wrestling people like Ace Romero, JT Dunn, Davey Yen that are, you know, regarded pretty highly in any scenes, not in just New England, but all around. And she was able to hold, hold her own against and wrestle with these people and perform in high spots. So, She's a really bright future, and I was excited to talk to her. I'm excited for all you to hear this interview, get a little taste of Shen Levanji. Yes, and without any further ado, we will not hold you back from this interview any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the troublemaker. She is Shannon Levanji. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Juice from Top of the Cage, joining my co-host, Bill. We got another special guest here with us tonight. It's New England Pro Wrestling Academy graduate, chaotic roster member. She is the New England Pro Wrestling Academy Rookie of the Year, tied with Love Doug, a former guest. She is the troublemaker. It is Shannon Levanti. How are you doing tonight, Shannon? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. We're excited, too, because we're both big Chaotic fans, and um, we really got into Chaotic, well, in, toward the end of 2021, which is 2021 is the year that you started. 
wrestling chaotic. Uh, how is your, you know, beginning of your wrestling career going? Oh, it's been going awesome. Honestly, I've been able to accomplish so much more than I would have ever expected when I first started because I started training just over a year ago now because I started in January 2021. So it's only been a little over a year. And to be where I'm at now, if you'd asked me a year ago if I would have done all that I've done in that time, I wouldn't have thought that. So I've just been so happy with what I've been able to accomplish, what I've done in Chaotic in that small period of time. It's awesome. It's really impressive. If I'm being honest here, me and Bill actually went to a, we watched a class, I think it was last April, and uh, you you were in the class. And that was the first time like we've seen you wrestle. And it wasn't just, I think Armani was in the class, Armani Chaos in the class, a couple people that we recognized. And um, not just saying this to kiss your ass, but People that stuck out the most for you, Armani, I think Randy was in the class too. Probably, yeah. And I, those are the three, you know, are killing it right now. And like, you guys are taking like every show left and right. I see your name all over. Again, like busy, like how how's juggling all these different shows? And, um, I've Yeah, I've definitely been getting a lot more busy lately, a lot more bookings, but I love it. Like, I love when I have multiple bookings in one weekend now because before like my first getting started I have one like maybe every few weeks and I would get so excited for that but now having them almost to every weekend and having multiple week it definitely does get busy does get a little bit crazy but I love it so much and I get just as excited for every booking as I was when I first started and I was only getting one here and there but I love being kept busy and just the more wrestling the better and the more wrestling I do the more I get to improve on it other than chaotic what's uh what's the promotion you like to show up the most at hmm I just made my WWR debut last week um I loved it there that was I had such a great time there I wrestled Paris Vendale and I loved that crowd that was a great experience I also recently made my Let's Wrestle debut in Maine and that's somewhere I would love to go back to that was such a fun experience that Hopefully I get to return there. And yeah, I've just, right now, I've been going to so many different and new places. I'm kind of like just getting my foot in the door in all of them, but I just, I want to return to all of them and keep going because I just love getting the exposure all these different places. And so far it's just, it's been awesome going and trying all these places outside of Chaotic too. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the New England area and even kind of just the whole East Coast at that point, too, are just so great for indie wrestling. I mean, Chaotic, you know, Beyond Limitless, and then, of course, WWR and other promotions like that. So it's really great to see, um, you know, especially you making the rounds in those areas, too. So obviously, with having a lot of bookings coming up, you have a lot of matches, have some under your belt, some coming up. So is there anybody that you've wrestled so far that you just can't believe you've wrestled? Being in the pandemonium match, everyone in that match, because being in that match for the heavyweight championship, you have um, Brad Cashew, Davey Yen, Alec Price, Ace Miro, Mike Verna, JT Dunn, all those people. The fact that I was in the mix with all of them for the chaotic heavyweight championship, which was the first championship I've challenged for. And I wouldn't have thought that would be the first championship I would challenge for, never mind in a match with all those people. So being in that match right there was crazy to me that I got to be a part of that. And I just felt like 
so like lucky and honored that I was in that position with those people and yeah just that match in general I just was in awe that I got to share the ring with all of them at once. Keeping on the topic of one of the opponents from that match um, so you had a final fight match with AC Romero and then again like you said uh, you had to go against him in the Panamonia match. Do you ever feel nervous with the size difference between you and AC? I mean, I know he's a professional and can definitely throw his weight around well, but I mean, not, not to take offense here, but you are definitely quite small compared to him. Yeah, it's definitely intimidating. But I mean, a few months ago, I had a match with Max Mashmaster, who there's quite the size difference there too. So it wasn't my first time wrestling someone who, you know, there's a big size difference between, but it definitely still does get intimidating, but you know, sometimes you just gotta go for it, dive right in. Cause I mean, final fight, like the pandemonium spot was on the line. So what did I have to lose? So sometimes you just gotta go for it and it paid off. And I surprised myself. I surprised everyone in the audience and yeah, it's like I said, it's definitely a little scary, a little intimidating, but I'm usually pretty fearless when it comes to those type of things. So I'm always going to go for it, even if I'm a little scared. At Pandemonium, you had another little run-in with um, AC. And I think probably the most memorable moment of the match was that crossbody jump uh, outside on the AC, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what was running you through head there? Just like, just go for it and not even think about it or what? Yeah, I was climbing up to the top and I remember standing up there and thinking, this is pretty high up because, you know, I've done a lot of cross bodies just onto the ring, but doing it onto the ground, that adds an extra few feet to the jump. I remember standing up there thinking, this is a pretty high jump, but I just got to go for it. Like, I just got to get as much height as I can, make this move as impactful as I can make it. So then I just, I jumped as high as I could and just try to get as high as I can. And I think it created a very memorable moment. It left a big impact and that's exactly what I was looking for. So especially in the moment, your adrenaline is just going so much. Like a lot of times when I'm in the ring, I just forget that fear exists because I'm just like, my adrenaline's going so much. And then afterwards when I'm done, I'm like, I'm crazy. Like, why would I do that? Like if I were to stand at the top of the, where I was standing on the ring, like just just standing up there for fun for some reason and I'd look down I'd be like no way am I jumping that's that's way too high up but in the moment you're just like all right we're gonna do this it was it was crazy spot and you got so much hype too like I was like that's some like Montez Ford Seth Rollins hype <laughs> I did um jumping when I was in high school and track so I was like gotta put those skills to use now it's always good to blend stuff from the past when you're wrestling. You see with people a lot with like amateur wrestling or they, they did like judo, throwing that in there. So that's that's cool. And you just like definitely tell because I was like, yeah, definitely had like some type of background with like some legs from neither like sprinting or something like that. Because that's I'm like, that's pops. <laughs> yeah, my my got there. I'll just all right. Let's see how high I can get up here. Let's see what the height I can get. I'm going on top of Acer Mirror. So I got to get a good impact on this. So that's what the goal was when I got up there. Yes, he's definitely somebody you got to make sure you do a high impact move to do any sort of damage to him. I mean, you'd have Brad Cashew 
doing his own leap on top of him before that. So that did help me out a little bit, but I still wanted to, you know, get the most out of it. Got to pile it on. Yeah. So with risky spots like that, still being new, um, you know, working with the England Pro Wrestling Academy, how do the trainers and even just some of the other veterans in that chaotic locker room, do they kind of give you like a pep talk or do they mentally prepare you for anything like that? Or is it just kind of like a, you know what, you're in the situation, you're a professional, you go and do it. Honestly, it depends. Like, I feel like a lot of times, though, you kind of just have to go for it because you don't want to, like, psych yourself out and, like, overthink it because then, like, you start thinking of what could go wrong and then you start getting nervous and then you start overthinking it and that's when you make a mistake and could mess up and get hurt. So for me personally, I kind of find it's just better to just do it and not overthink it because, like I said, your adrenaline's going so much that you're for me, if I'm up there, I'm just going to do it. And if I overthink it, then that's when I'm more likely to make a mistake and mess it up and get hurt. So honestly, yeah, I feel like obviously like you still want to be safe and like stuff like that. You definitely do want to like make sure it's something you are capable of doing, but yeah, just kind of in the moment, you just, you just got to do it sometimes. So like, what is the preparation to doing like a top rope dive? Like, how do you learn how to just willingly throw your body off like six feet into the air? Um, so obviously I've done a lot of cross bodies onto just the regular ring, which is a lot like less distance and jumping onto the ground. So something like that is, you know, a good way to work yourself up to that spot. But yeah, like crash pads are good to practice stuff on when you're at a high spot just you know practice jumping off laying on the pad getting the form right and then just gradually all right now let's do it to a person and then obviously going from there to all right now let's jump to the ground instead of the ring so just I think sometimes gradually helps too. just do first what's safest when you've mastered that all right let's move on to the next step when you've mastered that all right now let's try to make it a little bit crazier that's awesome. I'd I'd love to see you evolve evolve from a cross. I mean, still keep doing the cross body, but I think you could probably do a good frog splash if you really wanted to. You know, I do want to try to like expand the stuff I've been doing from the top rope because you know if I keep doing cross bodies, it's gonna get predictable. So I gotta change it up. So I do definitely want to try to expand what I do and have a more variety of things so that when I'm up there, they can't necessarily predict what I'm coming to do. It could be across body. I've been doing a meteor from the top rope lately, maybe now a frog splash. So I definitely am trying to expand that and, you know, get a little bit more high flying stuff in my repertoire. True student of the game. I really like that mentality. <laughs> so earlier we were talking about um, how the chaotic wrestling championship was the first championship that you actually challenged for. Um, so obviously within chaotic, uh, they have the panoptic championship. And, um, you know, especially for you too, um, you know, anybody who follows you on Twitter, um, you know, they know that whether it's man or woman, you know, or any gender for that matter, you are willing to step across them in the ring as their opponent and size them up. So how important is it for you to have not only that title within Chaotic, but, you know, just the ability to wrestle any gender, no matter who they are, or what they represent? Yeah, that's something that I love so much about that title, because like, I just love intergender wrestling because at the end of the day, like male, female, 
we're both professional wrestlers. There's really no difference there. And I know Chase had talked about this when he first brought in the Panoptic Championship that that was when it was the women's championship, that was the only championship that was really limited to gender because Davian was challenging for the heavyweight championship at that time. She'd already won the tag titles. I think Becca had challenged for the New England championship. So every other title was already intergender, but the women's championship was the one that really had limitations so I just think it creates so many more opportunities when you have a championship like the Panoptic Championship that anybody can wrestle for you have so many more matches that you can have so many more people you can wrestle and you're not so limited um, with who you can wrestle and just the meaning behind the title too I think just really makes it so important that like when you're holding that title like you are representing so many people and it really means something when you hold that title. So I was so happy when that Panoptic title became the new championship um, from the Women's Championship. And I just love having that opportunity to wrestle so many different people because wrestling women is great, but I think when you get the opportunity to wrestle men too, you can do like so many more things that like you might not be able to do with just women. Um, men can do things with girls that they might not be able to do with just men so like I said so many more opportunities so many more moments can be created and that's just what I love about it yeah I that's one of my favorite parts about chaotic too I mean it's just so awesome to see just the different spots the different styles because you know you'll you turn tv on any week for wrestling and, and you'll never see an intergender match you might get a mixed tag match every now and then where um you know like for instance Becky Lynch taking Baron Corbin's end of days but you know, never, never anything that's like a full-blown match. So um, that's a really good point, actually. I, I really like that you kind of get some variability, especially, you know, for if it's a smaller in stature man wrestling a smaller in stature woman who you don't normally see bust out, you know, something like a body slam or a power bomb or anything like that. It's kind of cool to just see, all right, like they do have that in their repertoire. With the right dance partner, they can bust out those moves. Exactly. Things you might not normally see, you get to see when you have those like different combinations of people. And I just think that when you only have like female versus female or male versus male, you can miss out on that sometimes. But when you have intergender, it just creates that many more moments and you can see so many more things that you may not be used to seeing from a certain wrestler. So this is actually gonna come out after, uh, as you should, next chaotic event, but I still wanted to ask about it. Just, um. I mean, a little backtrack. I'm, I'm still interested now. So you are going to be in a gauntlet match for the tag titles, and you're tagging with Armani Chaos. Yes. Um, so how that – obviously, you know each other from training. How the team come apart, come about, yes. and how you guys – what's the plan? What's the game plan? Yeah, so the unit, they announced that they were going to have a tag team gauntlet match to determine number one contenders. and anyone could be in that gauntlet match, whether you're an established tag team outside of Chaotic, just two people who want to tag together. And like, like you said, me and Armani, we've been trained together. We know each other very well and we get along great. So why not try to tag and go for some tag team gold? I think we work, we will work really well together. This is the first time we've been tagging, but where we do have that background experience and training, we know a lot about each other. We kind of know like each other's moves and what we're capable of. So I think that we can make a great team. And let's see, we also have um, Paris Van Dale and Gal Barquet. They just announced they're going to be in it. 
Max Mashmaster and Mortar, which is intimidating. Brick City Boys. So we definitely do have some tough competition in there, but I think we are too. We have had a lot of success as singles wrestlers so far. Armani did have a lot of um, experience being a tag team in higher society. So he has a good background in tag team stuff, something that I kind of lack a little bit where I've been doing all singles. But I think together, I think we'll make a really good team. And even though we probably have the least experience as a team together in this match, I think we could pull it off. And I don't want to, you know, give away what we're planning or what we want to do in this match. But, you know, I think we'll surprise some people and we'll we'll do a lot. So, you know, when this airs, even though it'll be afterwards, hopefully we will have won that gauntlet match and we will be the number one contenders for those tag team titles. I hope so. And it's a lot of people in that across the ring that you've beaten in singles action. So who says you can't beat them in a tag team action? Exactly. And same for Armani. He's wrestled a lot of people in that match. So we know our opponents pretty well and what to expect from them. So between the two of us, I think, I think we can pull it off. Good luck. Hopefully when uh, this comes out and the people listening, it's you're already the number one contenders. Yes. Hopefully. We, we will be. I mean, we got to have that confidence. We will be. Even if we're starting the gauntlet at number one, whether number one or we're the last entrance, we'll win it and we'll be the number one contenders. There's definitely not a lack of confidence in that tag team. That is for sure. Oh, no. That's that's what's great about us is, you know, we're both confident. I, we know we're good and together we'll be great. Obviously, right now within Chaotic, the unit is running house i mean i'll be honest i like the unit i mean they came ran roughshod on our podcast juice was not very happy about that but i mean you know sometimes you know when, when power staring at you in the face sometimes you just gotta you know accept that they yeah. are the ones you know so what we want to ask you right now if you could have your choice of a uh six-man tag partner going against the unit the whole unit um we won't count dango in this one but um if you could have any per any partners from any promotion whether it's you know a local indie or it's wwe uh any active wrestler right now who would you draft right away like, who is your number one draft pick hmm my number one draft pick to take on the unit this is tough there's lots of different people for different reasons but some one person who I think I would pick because I know how much they hate the unit. Love Doug. They've been going at it. And I know if anyone's not going to turn on me and try to take the pledge, it's Love Doug. So I think, and he wants to take on the unit too. So why not? He's going to have that fire within him. And I think he would be a great first choice. He would love to be a part of that. It's a lovely choice. That is a great choice. That makes my heart smile. Billy knows that he's um he's one of my favorites. That's why I wasn't so happy about having the unit on. <laughs> but you know, how can you not love Doug, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, as much as a unit mark I am, I do in fact love Doug. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who I'd like to choose, but the first one that came to mind is all right, who hates the unit and who would want to fight them? And that's love Doug. And you know you're despicable when the most loving man on planet Earth doesn't like you. <laughs> that, that you know something's wrong when Love Doug doesn't like you. That's 
that's bad. So I'm curious, you said there was a couple other names you thought about, um, you know, even if it's just a quick hit, who are some of those other names? Um, someone else I thought of was Becca. I just think she's awesome and she's very talented. She's someone I look up to. I would love to have her on my side for there. Um, my new tag partner, Armani Chaos. I mean, we'll see how we work as a tag team, but if we work out well, why not have him on my side to take on the unit? I think another one too is definitely Davy. I'm sure that she oh. cannot wait to get her hands on JT in that title again. A hundred percent Davy, because she hates the unit, honestly, maybe even more than Love Doug. So you know she's gonna do what she can to take out the unit. So definitely a hundred percent Davy. Since we already see a little alliance forming against, I mean, the last event, we saw a little alliance at the end of the show saving Love Doug. It's a few of the people you already said. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe that will come apart. I know Becca's injured. Yeah, exactly. I think all the people who we know went out to save Love Doug. I think we all just have that same mindset of the unit has a bad attitude and we don't like that. We like the old chaotic. Like I will, I will admit since the unit has, you know, come into power, for me personally, it actually hasn't been terrible. I got to be in pandemonium. I'm now going for the tag team titles. I get that opportunity, or not, not tag team titles, but tag team number one contendership. So I won't say it's been terrible because I've still been getting opportunities, but we, I do miss the old chaotic when Chase ran it. I mean, it's just, it's not the same now with the unit. It's not that their attitudes, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I hope you stay that way and don't take the pledge because you kind of made said a little things that makes it seem like it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Oh. No, you will not see me taking the pledge. Trust me. That's not going to happen. Good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. And, and while I do love the unit, I, I do have to say it is a little disrespectful for the chase that runs the place. Our first guest on this podcast, too, to just be brought down to being the water boy. Almost the butt of the yeah. joke. That's one thing that I don't know if I'll ever agree with the unit on. No, I mean, like, that's my trainer. He was running Chaotic when I started in Chaotic, and I don't. I don't like seeing that. I don't like that doing that to him. And that's part of the reason why I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out there with Armani Chaos, Mortar, and Brad Cashew and try to take you out because that's so disrespectful. And I don't want that in Chaotic. Changing gears on topics here real quick. I just am curious just because it's one of my favorite theme songs in Chaotic. How did you get to using Troublemaker as a theme song? I just kind of like this song. It has such a good beat to it. And I don't know. I'm like, I like to be a pretty like upbeat person. I think that song just has such an upbeat ring to it. And at first it was more just of a, okay, I like this song. Let's try it. And then I feel like it really kind of just started to fit who I was when I was coming out there. And I love going out and seeing everyone kind of like bobbing their heads when I'm going out there. Cause that's kind of what I'm feeling too. I want to like bob my head when I'm making my entrance, but yeah, there really wasn't like too much like in-depth thought about that song. It was just more, okay, this is a fun little song. Let's try it. And honestly, I think it's perfect now. I think it's important to have a song that you just like. I mean, if it doesn't fit wrestling, whatever. I mean, it's more so about what you like than even what the fans like. I mean, I know Randy Orton wasn't a fan of his like first theme, Burning My Life, which I like. But like, you know, he has voices, he likes that. And he, you can tell he has fun coming out doing the pose and doing all that 
And I think that's important. You can tell you're having fun coming out and like everyone, bought, you're right, everyone bobs their heads. Like as soon as it comes out, I'm starting to sing along. I'm, I'm bobbing my head, having a fun time, getting ready for the match. And I also feel like even since I first started, like when I first picked that song, I was just coming out to it and that was just kind of background noise. But now I feel like I've kind of morphed into like, I really am coming out with that song, not just to that song in the background. And I feel like that's kind of really helped me to become who I am and like the person I am when I come out to the ring. And like I said, it was just a random song at first, but now it really has helped me decide who I am when I wrestle. As we get closer to the uh, end of our couple of questions we have here for you, um, we do have a question we ask all of our guests, but I'm going to ask you a preliminary question, which we typically don't do. Ooh. So uh, have you done any stipulation matches? And if not, which ones are you really eager to try? I haven't done any stipulation matches yet. I mean, I'm still only like a few months into being on show, so I haven't had too much of an opportunity to do that. but. Hmm. I do kind of want to do a ladder match. I don't know. Something about just like, especially if it's like for a title, just climbing that ladder to grab the title at the top. I just think that would be so cool. I mean, then again, there is like, you know, getting thrown off the ladders. And if you have a TLC match, the chairs and the tables and that part's not as fun. But I just always want to climb up that ladder, get to the top and grab a title. That's something I always thought was really cool and want to do. So Maybe a ladder match or a TLC match, something like that. You know, I would just try my best to avoid getting thrown through ch- tables and getting hit with chairs. That stuff isn't as fun. But, you know, when you get to the end and you get to climb that ladder, that's what I really want. Have you ever taken any of those? I know you haven't had the matches yet, but like, I don't know if that's something they, they train you for. Do you take those bumps like chairs and ladders? And no. I feel like that's probably one of those things that you kind of just have to go for it too. Like, I don't, obviously I don't have experience doing it, so I wouldn't know, but I would think that's just something you just kind of got to go for. And I mean, going through a table is going through a table. That's not something we really practice, but yeah, it's probably just, all right, go through the table. It's probably something, like you said, you need the adrenaline to really get ready and do. Yeah, 100%. Like, if you're in class, I don't think anyone has the adrenaline to go through a table. No. But, you know, when you're out there, the crowd, you're going for a championship, something like that, then, yeah, maybe your adrenaline will allow you to go through that table. But, no, that's not something we practice. And, honestly, I feel like it's better that way. It is sometimes better just to go for it and not psych yourself out too much. Yeah, I don't know, Juice, if you remember. We had a guest where we asked them the question of what's it like to take a table bump. And they pretty much were just like, you never know what's going to happen. You got to like aim for that spot, but sometimes you don't hit the spot. Sometimes the table doesn't cooperate. Sometimes you get a splinter in your arm. Sometimes, you know, the spot just completely fails because you miss or the table doesn't break. And yeah, I mean, that's just part of the chaos of pro wrestling, but that's what we love about it. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. And I'm sure... Someday down the road, I will be taking a table bump. But at this point, I have not had to do that yet. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if I will be taking a table bump at some point in the future. We'll see and hope you're ready. And I hope I do a ladder match. I think that would fit your uh, style really well, too. That'd be cool to see you 
crossbody, just another big early one, even from a higher standard doing that on the, like, the ladder. Yeah, that'd be crazy. The, the thing that scares me about that is the ladder is not stable. At least standing on top of the ring, it, it's yeah. stable. The, the ladder That's not being true. stable would freak me out, but I would, I'd probably still do it if we're being <laughs> honest. Yeah, that would be a highlight reel moment for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, uh, we do have that last question and we asked this question to all of our guests who are, who are wrestlers. And even though you're new, I feel like you're a great person to ask this question to. So we like to ask you, what is your dream match? Uh, any wrestler ever, it can be any stipulation. It can be a tag team, triple threat, um, you know, hardcore table, no DQ, wherever it is, it's your choice. Yeah. So definitely. I'd say Sasha Banks. She's a big reason I got into wrestling. I remember when I first started, the very first event I went to was Hell in a Cell in 2016, which her and Charlotte Flair main evented inside Hell in a Cell. And that was kind of like the night I was like, okay, this wrestling thing is really cool. I think I kind of want to do it. And obviously I didn't start it until a few years later, but she was a huge reason to why I started. She trained at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, went through chaotic. So she kind of like, took the same steps that I'm taking now. So I would love to wrestle her. She's always been my favorite female wrestler, one of my favorite wrestlers in general. And honestly, probably just a typical one-on-one -on -one match, just going at it head to head, maybe a stipulation, but honestly, I think just the two of us wrestling one-on-one, -on -one, no stipulations would, I would love that. She's a hundred percent my dream wrestler who I'd love to wrestle. You can try to outclass her uh, Meteora with your own. I know. That's the other thing is a lot of her moves. I'm like, okay, I want to try that. So I've kind of like been using a lot of her moves in my move set. So it'd be like Meteora versus Meteora. Who does it better? We typically have a second part to this question. And normally people answer the second question that we're going to ask you as their first question. So any wrestler who is not currently active, same question. Hmm. I don't know if you consider him like active or not. He kind of is, but not really. But John Cena, do you consider him active? I'll give you that one. He's a part-timer. Yeah, he's kind of part-time now. But he, Sasha Banks is favorite female, number two all time. John Cena is number one all time. And I would just, I love him. I think he's the best. And he's what like the first person that got me into wrestling like when I first started he was like the only wrestler I knew and so he's the reason I kind of like started watching it and like I said I just I love him he's my all-time favorite and I think he, I would love to wrestle him that would be so cool I think Sasha Banks is a much more well definitely is a much real realistic one because WWE doesn't do intergender so John Cena wouldn't really happen but you know if it ever could happen John Cena Who knows? He showed up in Chaotic before, maybe. <laughs> maybe he'll show up again and we can have a match. That, who knows? You never know. But I would, I would be here for that if he showed up in Chaotic. You would definitely be here for that. <laughs> All right, Shannon. Well, with the last few minutes of our show here, we like to let our guests uh, plug, promote anything they have going on, be it merch, social media, any shows coming up. So the floor is yours. All right. So social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And I actually just made a TikTok too. So hopefully I use that 
but definitely I use my Twitter and Instagram. So that will be at Shannon Labangi. That's really it. I keep it pretty simple. It's the same for all of them. Um, upcoming shows, um, as we should, will have already aired, but if definitely check that out once it does air. Hopefully I will be number one contenders for the tag team titles at that point. Um, though the, I'm not sure the dates yet. Um, March 6th, there's another chaotic show in Dover, New Hampshire, which is our first time returning there in a while. So definitely go check that show out. That'll be very fun. And yeah, I'll be making, you know, some more debuts and appearances in different companies. So hopefully I'll be finding out some more information on that soon. Uh, merch, I do not have that ready yet. I am in the works on that though. So hopefully if you do come to a future show, I will have merch ready at that point because I am in the process of making that right now. And yeah, I think that's all I have for that. All right. Well, we will definitely be on the lookout for the merch. We will definitely be looking out for the social medias for any other shows you have coming up. And uh, Shannon, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I had a great time and I'm very happy I get to be here and do this. We are back. Bill and Juice just finished up another interview with Shannon Levangi. Well, not another one with her, but just another interview in general. Since we do a lot of those, if you couldn't tell. She will definitely be back, though. She is somebody who I think, give it a couple more months, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stuff that happened in her career for us to talk about. Hopefully, I know this will be after, as you should. Hopefully, she is the number one tag team contenders in Chaotic. Hopefully, she has challenged for more than just the Chaotic Heavyweight Championship within that promotion and other promotions as well. Uh, There's just not enough we can say about her. And her, the fact that she uses Troublemaker, I mean, quite the catchy wrestling theme song. I'm a big fan of catchy wrestling theme songs. Me too. It's a good one. And uh, you talked about future title opportunities. Uh, for those who follow Chaotic or just know, uh, Aaron Rourke is the Panoptic champion. Aaron Rourke has suffered a loss to Shane So, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the person that beat him and that'll put a smile on my face. <laughs> I mean, I I would love to see it too. Aaron is one of those heels right now in Chaotic that, uh, you know, he definitely has the crowd against him right now, has some genuine heat. And I think he's a great performer, though. I, I will say that first and foremost. But if it were to be Shannon to be the one to take the Panoptic title off of him, I would love to see it. And especially hearing her talk too about, you know, what the Panoptic title means to her and just the inclusion of women all over wrestling and intergender wrestling too. I think that was really awesome to hear, especially kind of like what we were saying in comparison with her and AC. AC is a massive human being. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, and Shannon comparatively is, is very small. So it's really cool to see and hear the mindset of how to adapt your style to work with a bigger opponent, working with the men and hearing how men can do different things when the ring with women and women can do different things in the ring with men, which I'm all for. I'm all for inclusion in wrestling. Wrestling can be so diverse and it's so encompassing in everyone's beliefs, no matter what they are. And I just, I love it. Me too. I know intergender wrestling is um, everyone's cup of tea. I know a couple people that just, they can't buy into it. I'm not one of those people. I like to see it. I'm all for it. Um, that's a big reason why I, I want her on. And 
I'm a fan of hers because she does a very good job no matter who is standing opposite the ring of her. And for people that aren't really familiar, because she's very new, most people that are listening probably aren't that familiar with her. Um, YouTube only has a little bit, but if you type Shannon Levandy versus, a few of her matches will show up. But either even easier way to um, see her wrestle is um, if you're in New England area, go to shows, chaotic shows, and just uh, follow her on Twitter and the shows she, or Instagram shows she'll be on, will be there. But also, if you're not in New England area, another way besides YouTube is Twitch TV, Chaotic Wrestling. Um, they stream their events all the time, and she's on all of them recently, so the recent one's there. But also, I think it's $5 a month. You have the whole library, including all the papers. You can watch them when on your schedule and not on their streaming schedule. And that's another way to really learn about her and see her matches. And a lot of these people that are really good. Because um, she won't be the last young chaotic talent. That's for sure. And Juice, you're talking about following Shannon on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with her and a other young talent across chaotic, but where can the people catch up with us and see when we get those fresh young talent from chaotic on the podcast? Yeah, you guys know the drill. Um, Twitter, it's a uh, capital key. Oh, I just say key. Key's not a letter. Um, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase o lowercase d instagram t o t c underscore p o d and that's where you can find us on both those also top the cage podcast on youtube we have a couple videos Uh, we'll have more plans for video exclusive youtube video content a couple of interviews in the future will be like on there too and in the past, you know, um, just look for those. And we'll, of course, share them on our socials. And that's it from me. Yes. And as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you all again for listening so much. Make sure you guys are leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify if that's where you're listening. Because if you aren't giving us a five-star review, we are not going to give you five-star content. You, specifically, the one who did not give us a five-star rating. So do it, do it, just do it. So as we always do at the end of every episode, we want to thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to catch you next time.